are listening to a no-show radio production. Mind your ears while we unpack the unusual. They say the gods made us in their image. We think of this as a blessing. We think of ourselves as mighty and just, a mirror of the splendor we see in them. Not once do we consider the evils we inherited from them too. Welcome listeners to the Facades of Gods. With me tonight, I have... I'm Alex, and I play Giselle McNamara, formerly Harris, formerly Pascal. My name is Bianca Zelda, and I will be playing Jada Jacques. My name is Ethan Schaff, and I'm performing as Clarence Bertram. And I am Kyle, your master of fate tonight. Last we left our trio, they were standing in the street, questions in their heads, and ash on their feet. Audrey they saw who turned and fleed, the house ablaze, and Clarence mid-bleed. The trio is tired. The trio is lost. Now we continue. No matter the cost. I'm cold. I'm tired. Let's find some place to sleep. Maybe medical attention. I'm fine. But maybe you too? I think that's the most rational thing you've said all day. I guess we'll call our regular taxi, Timothy. Oh, Timothy! Uh, we might need to knock on somebody's door for a phone, though. Oh, the phone? Uh, yeah, what do you think of that house over there? It's green, it's got a plant outside. They must care about something. Um, just, just so you guys know, um, I've, I have a cell phone if we need to make a phone call. Gross. I just got a little brick thing in my pocket on the right side that didn't get torn up, so... I'm sorry, have you had this phone the whole time, Clarence? Uh, a, a while. Okay, and you never thought to bring it up earlier? Use it, see if we can contact authorities, uh... I was kind of a little busy between being high and, you know, getting eaten to really worry about anything like that. So, yeah, no, I didn't bring it up. Frankly, those just sound like excuses. Can I see the phone, please? Excuses, yeah. No, yeah, here, take it. He um, hands you a flip phone. It is a flip it's, phone, okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty unremarkable. Um, you've confiscated plenty of these in your mm-hmm. time. Um... It's not the mo- the cheapest brand that you've ever seen, but it's certainly not expensive looking. Um, just because I don't quite remember what phones were like in the 90s. There were bars still. Like, there was a screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it was <laughs> like, yes. Um, some of them even had an LED backlight. Ooh. Okay. If you were lucky. Hmm. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Do, are there bars? Yes. I am connected to... Have I even seen any cell phone towers in the city? Uh, 
Would you recognize a cell phone tower? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know. I wouldn't now, would... so. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just like, I, I don't think if someone's like, that was a cell phone tower, I'd be like, neat. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, you have seen towers. You haven't seen them where they're supposed to be, though. Occasionally, when the moving lights from a billboard or the flash of a sign flickering on shows across the top of this giant space the city inhabits, you can see a change in the shadows that are being thrown across the, for lack of a better term, ceiling. And you can tell that some of these shapes resemble radio towers, dishes, other communication uh, structures that are hanging from this otherwise smooth surface. Okay. Uh, With that information in mind, uh, I'm going to go ahead and the first thing I'm going to do on this phone is dial 911 just to see if this is even a thing in this wretched place that we're in. You dial a number, and and when you hit send, it'll it rings, it rings, and then you get the busy tone. I'm gonna try one more time because you know technical errors. I, I'm in denial. This there's no reason this number can't work. The same thing happens. Okay, Jada. Perhaps we should just call Timothy. I don't have his number here. And I'm going to hand you the phone. More like thrust it in your general direction. (laughs) I take it, but it's like as if you handed me dirty socks. (laughs) I don't like it. I am not happy with it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I'll dig out the... I guess it's not digging out. It was a mental note I made of contact information to call Timothy to pick us up. Okay. So, just for general, like, your general knowledge, this phone does have, like, it has uh, a contacts list, it has, you know, it, it has, like, the general settings, but the contacts list is, like, right up at the top, um, like, so you could hit enter and quickly get to it. Otherwise, when you start pressing in the numbers, it just starts showing those, who, you know, typical phone things. I don't know. Yeah. Otherwise, there's not really much utility uh, available. No uh, GPS or, or anything like that. Does it have voicemail? Is that... Yes. Did we, okay. Yeah. <laughs> did we have voicemail in the 90s? Well, so much voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry, I was, I was also blanking on the list of things phones could do, just in general. I noticed. Like, recently called contacts... Um, text. You, there was text. Yep. Um, so I think it was just like SMS. There's really not the much else, to be honest. Like, text was a Settings. really big thing. Maybe you got, oh, your ringtones. You got like five mm-hmm. ringtones that you could fit on, but you had to. Did you have to buy them at the time? Yep. Or record it, them? Yeah, next or to the radio. More, usually you recorded them. I feel like I missed the Put whole part right of my radio. childhood. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it, it sometimes. Most times just wasn't great. <laughs> okay. So I go through the contact list. What's in there? You see one number with no name attached to it, and that's it. Does it look like an American phone number? Can you tell me what that means? It has the 10 digits 
but you know it doesn't have any American um, area codes that you or any area code that you recognize. Because like American uh, American phone numbers look different than European or phone call or phone numbers. Yes, yes. Okay, sorry. You and I have similar. Mm-hmm. They space their numbers differently, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they do. They space them differently, but um, okay. So for what you're looking at, um, it's literally just a row of numbers. Row of numbers. It's not spaced at all. Okay. Cool. I don't mention anything about it, and I call Timothy. Okay. Hey, yeah. Uh, w- what can I do for you? Hey, uh, Timothy, be a darling and come pick us up at like a look around. Where are we? Uh. I have Audrey's address on her card. Are we just hanging outside the burning house? Yeah, Please, yeah. No. You're still just standing in the street. I mean, I thought we like walked off into I, the sunset. I thought we did like, walk off into the sunset. No one said that you walked anywhere except going out into the street, and you saw Audrey, <laughs> and she biked away. She was the one that left. You all okay. are just standing well, then, there. There's no way, no way I would stand at the fucking crime scene. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I like. After the Audrey thing, after deciding we're not chasing her, I just would have started walking down the street and been like, uh, looking at a house, looking at a street, we giving the first address. We silently agreed to just walk away. We didn't have to discuss it. I'm too tired so, to care. Tired and pain. My shoulder hurts. My shoulder hurts. <laughs> My arm hurts. Skin hurts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, go where I, I dropped you off. Oh, I- that makes sense. Uh, just so you know, we are going to be needing... Do we need medical attention first? Yes. Looking at Clarence. I <laughs> think that would be prudent. And then I, I suppose maybe you can't help me with this, but also, do you know where we could get some rest for the evening? Hmm. Uh... Oh. I, I'd have to... I'd have to make my own call real quick, but if you meet me over there, I can, I can let you know if... Uh, if uh, I can set you up, I, I think I think I got you, but uh, I I need to check real quick. Thank you, Timothy. Click, so. <laughs> and then again, dirty sock. Hand it back to Clarence, <laughs> and I put it in my pocket. I'll watch this exchange with my arms crossed, and I don't know if we. I guess we stop moving so you can make the call, but I've got my foot tapping because I'm impatient, and I can still see the pillar of smoke off in the distance from that building that's it's, burning. It's real bright. It's like so again, like the main city center, big tall buildings. That's real bright. It's a beacon unto itself. You all are kind of off away from that. Um, maybe a good mile and a half to two miles at least um and this is creating its own little beacon of light in in the darkness so (laughs) whoops is there one anyone like wrestling around to like go and see the or like looking up at it around us or is it just completely empty around us no one's Hmm. paying attention to it so you see on on your way off of that block you see a couple people look out their window, look at you, and then they like quickly draw the curtains or, you know, slam the shutters shutters closed or, you know, what have you. Makes sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is so concerning. 
Oh my gosh. We're not smart criminals. Anyways, uh, so Timothy said he would pick us up. Mm -hmm. You do also, so you all let it get to like this giant immolating tower, this this towering inferno. So it's been, I want to say probably at least 15, 20 minutes. Um, And as you, again, are walking off of the block, you hear this sound that's sounds like a, f- a freight train but way off in the distance and it does sound like it's getting closer can we identify what direction it's coming from so if we're using cardinal directions um you all are walking north off the block uh it's coming from the east which is close to the the main city center okay have we seen any train tracks around here you have not. <laughs> it's not our problem. Let's just get to Timothy. You do hear that, though, right? It's not just in my head. I look over at Clarence half for <laughs> half a second thinking oh to mess God. with you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also kind of going to see if Clarence is going to mess with you. I don't care. Oh, my yes, there's, there's some tracks where there's a sound. Can we just leave, please? One could even say where there's smoke, there's fire. Yes, yes, we can hear it. Uh, okay, so you make it back to the corner that Timothy dropped you off at. And uh, it's another couple of minutes uh, until you see the familiar uh, headlights. <clears throat> Sorry, let me say that again. It's another couple of minutes till you see the familiar headlights. Um, is there anything that you all are doing in that time? Uh, I'm pr- trying to... That's the exact thing I wanted to say. Uh, that I'm... is exactly what you hear Giselle say. Any reactions? <laughs> Confusion? <laughs> Acceptance. Just, <laughs> Cycles of grief. Um, <laughs> no, I'm probably Mother Henning over Clarence. In a way, just making sure that it's not getting worse. I, I sacrificed the jacket, so like I, I don't have anything that can help, really, at this moment, but just making sure that it's not getting worse than it is. Yeah, so you're just in in your short skirt and the... My beautiful shiny dress. Yeah, and the uh, you, you said you had a clutch, right? Mm-hmm, my clutch. Heels are in hand. Actually, I probably would have put them back on by now, but... Yeah, you know, fashionable, functional. As you do. It changes with the minute. <laughs> Gotta be adaptable. Right. And Uh, Jada is brooding or... A little bit of brooding. Uh, I'm also, I've been holding on to Audrey Audrey Nurse's uh, identification card. Uh, It's not sitting with me very well, but I can't do anything about it. Okay. Timothy pulls up next to you and doors are unlocked. He motions for you to, for you all to climb in. I look at Jada expecting her to take shotgun. Yeah, I mean, I do so without even <laughs> looking back. <laughs> and I'll try to open the door up for Clarence. Help him in. I just stare. Well, I, I don't stare at Giselle. I just stare at the cab. And then I don't even care that the door is open. I just get in it and then just stare at the smoke through the window. 
Our young boy has gone through a traumatic experience and he is internalizing all of it. Yep. <laughs> uh, like, it's not something Giselle would know. But is it something the officer would know that he might be in a state of shock? I absolutely recognize it. Sorry. She will recognize it. Give it time. She has. Yeah. 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 Give me time. Her mind's not here either. You're the only one that's present, Giselle. <laughs> Great coping <I> skills. Yeah. <laughs> Clarence and Jada aren't here right now. Please leave your name, number, and message after tone. Voicemail. No error sounds. <laughs> All right. Um, and. So once you all are in, he jokingly leans over to you, Jada, and says, <laughs> seatbelts. And before you can even react, he peels out, does <laughs> pulls a U-turn, and speeds off. I'm trying to <clears throat> I'm trying to put my seatbelt on. Safety first. Oh my goodness. I'm just shaking in the back of the car. <laughs> Taking the cues and throws, as long as it's not hitting my arm. Um, There aren't too many other vehicles on the road, so you're not too concerned with uh, his driving yet. Um, But you you still have uh, a little ways to go. I'm I'm being very careful now, because I'm really cautious. I'm anxious. Since I'm... Staring off into the billow of smoke behind us, I'm just, you know, kind of in my own frame of mind, but also taking in what I can just to make sure I'm not screwed over in the future. Right. Yeah. Okay. Giselle, Jada. So I am trying to be sneaky when I'm noticing. I am definitely concerned about Clarence. I'm concerned about Jada, who both seem to be a little on edge for good reasons i am also a little on edge but i don't want to blow my cool right right so so what i'm noticing it's i'm trying to be casual about it like i i don't need to look at anything there's there's nothing to be afraid of but i'm definitely keeping an eye out and jada how you doing up there i mean (laughs) yeah um you're you're a little more distracted by his driving right now clarence you're looking back at the smoke billowing off of building the the building it calling it a building doesn't sound right the thing that you just exited and you see birds a lot of birds and they're circling around this building this thing Giselle when you are casting your glances furtively from one traumatized person to the next you notice that Clarence is looking out the back window and you follow his gaze and you also see birds Clarence while you're looking at that something doesn't add up Something doesn't seem right. Those seem like really big birds. At least at least from what you can surmise. Kind of generally figuring in the distance. I mean, you're, you're not trying to do exact calculations right now. You're a little distracted by some other more recent events. But it just doesn't seem right. 
Size doesn't seem right. Hey, Tim? It, yeah. Um, what's up with the birdies in the sky? Oh, them. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, kind of why I'm in such a hurry. Um, trust me, you don't want to get caught up with the Legion. Not right now. Who are the Legion? A Legion are they many? Birds. Uh, yes, one could say a Legion is many. Um, <laughs> they are, uh, they were who kept the order around here. Well, I wouldn't say they kept the order. They were like the weapon of the CDD. They did what the CDD told them. But, um, right now... CDD? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh... Yeah, the... Oh, sorry. The the CDD is the City District Defense Council. They, um... They're kind of a, an organization run by a... Well, they work with the local government. Uh... There's not a whole lot uh, going right for them right now, so there's a lot of chaos that's kind of happening, and the Legion's just kind of targeting whoever uh, they set their sights on. I'm confused. The CDD, are they contracted by the government? Are, Are you telling me that they're the bad guys? A lot of the citizens here don't agree with what they do, but they recognize the, uh, small portion of order that comes with the CDD's presence. I don't want to say they're contracted by the government, but mm, they work with them? I don't know. It's real convoluted, kind of over my head. They're a pretty old organization. If somebody wanted to learn more about them, is there a library? You could perhaps... Just tell us the location. We don't have time to visit right now, but I'm curious if there's a person you think that we could speak to. I mean, you can go down to the uh, district hall and talk to any of the government officials there. Don't know it would do any good. They typically tend to talk in circles, but uh, oh my I guess gosh, that's the best officials. thing I can tell you. That is the best news I've heard all day. Don't put too much faith in them. They're more, they're more for show. I'll decide that. Who really runs the show, then? You've, from what I can tell, been lucky not to show up on any of their radar. I'd recommend keeping it that way. Um, and after, after a little bit, you recognize the area that he's taking you to. Um, it looks like he's actually headed back to the no-names. No names had Kaito, right? Correct. So he pulls up and uh, he, you know, he, he makes the stop and then he presses a button on the meter and you notice that it's actually a reduced rate than what you have been going, uh, been paying up to this point. And he says, eh, for my frequent flyers. I like Timothy a lot. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> okay. Do I have money? Did I ever um, stop? I would sh- say at this point you probably have spent it all. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
the only person who might still have money left. Um, I don't know. You're just going to have to ask her. <laughs> Giselle. I, I just stare you over at Giselle. <laughs> want to take care of that. For once, I can't think of anything schmarmy or smart alky to say. I am tired. I am cold. I'm a little hungry. And in fact, I would never admit it out loud, but I could really go for a cheeseburger right now. But I'll dig into my clutch and pay the man. Now, Timothy, are we staying inside No Names? Do they have medical care there? Are there rooms there? I, You brought us to a bar. I brought you back to more than a bar. There's anything you need. Ask Kaito. Is there whiskey? He's, uh, he's able to get a lot of, a lot of things people don't really, uh, anticipate. Okay. I'm Thank sure you, you can work with him on getting whatever it is you need. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna lean back. Uh, I'll get out of the car and kind of like look down on Clarence. You're not drinking whiskey. Let's go. Who said anything about drinking? Old fashioned. <laughs> I'm. <clears throat> I'm sure they have better me- better medical tools. Anything than whiskey. Come now, Clarence. Let's go. And I'm gonna try and gently usher. Mm. I'm not trying anything actually. My ribs still hurt. Yeah, you don't have to usher me anywhere. I'm just get. I'm getting out of the car. <laughs> I do like a little. So it's like a kiss on the hand, and then I put on the back of like the headrest of of Timothy's headrest. Thank you, dear. And I hop out and follow along behind. You need to go somewhere. You know who to call. And uh, yeah, he speeds off. He continues to go into the in the opposite direction of. The, as he called it, Legion. The bar is there. There are other places that are actually looking a little more lively in this neighborhood now. Um, So, yeah, it's up to you. What time is it? Like, how late is it? You don't have a watch, I don't think. Of course not. Never mention that. Uh, You don't see any. I have a broken watch. Right, two times a day. <laughs> yep, not sure. Okay. You know that it's way past your bedtime. Past my bedtime or past their bedtime? I mean, I know I'm tired. <laughs> At this point, for even for Giselle, yeah, it would be it would be past her bedtime too. Okay. Just to clarify, too, didn't um, didn't cell phones even back then still tell the time? What? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. They they do. <laughs> not these phones. I was I was I, wondering when uh, when you'd it's say it's not that. mine to, to I, like to peek at. Either so. way, I was just asking that question because Clarence doesn't care. Either. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't gonna like look and see what time it was. He's just like bed, okay. rest um, in bed, maybe some boots. What door did Kaito uh, Kaito exit from when we first met him? Um, so when you walked in, it was like very cheer style where it's kind of like a recessed walkway and this like U-shaped bar that kind of juts into the middle of the room, small empty stage in the back. And next to that, uh, was the door that you assumed was his office. I'm going to march over and go into his office. You go up to the door and you try the handle and it is locked. You knock, you get no response. However, there is a a set of saloon style doors that you see 
around the corner back behind the bar. And you hear from way, way back there. Hold on, I'm coming, I'm coming. For joining us tonight, we had. I'm Alex, and I play Giselle McNamara. You can find me on Twitter and any other social media at Roll for Alex. Bianca Zelda playing Officer Jada Jacques. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, pretty much any social media as at Bianca Zelda. My name is Ethan Schaff. I play as Clarence Bertram, and you can find me anywhere that matters with the sign Shop. I'm Kyle, and you can find me on Twitter at LordKyleK. Do you think we'd finish out our first episode without thanking our survey takers? Oh, ye of little faith. First, I'd like to personally thank all of you who took our survey a little while back. It was great to read all of y'all's feedback, and you can bet that you'll see some of those changes implemented. We do have a hefty backlog, but we're keeping you all in mind nonetheless. Now to our callouts. First, we have from whom I can only assume is Forrest. Forrest, Edren Silvermane, is a badass. Everyone should listen to Ritual Cast. <laughs> well, he's not wrong. You all should check it out. The Ritual Cast will be premiering February 11th, so keep an elven eye out for its premiere. Next, we have a more anonymous shout-out. Facades of Gods is unique in a saturated podcast space. The characters are truly embodied by the cast, and Kyle's game master meets narrator role is superb. (laughs) And I love you, random citizen. Thanks for the feedback. I super appreciate the time you all took to do these. It really means a lot. You all stay awesome. This has been a no-show radio production.